heard the call to build your small business? Make it happen with a .NET domain name, the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting. Visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice. Whether you're just getting started or looking to grow, that's keepdreamingup.net. All right, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Broncos brought to you by MyBookie.ag, one of the best sports platforms out there for online sports betting and sports books. MyBookie.ag has you covered. And guess what? Great news, guys. I'm back. Sorry for my delay last week. Sorry for my absence. This is day eight, actually. This is the last part, hopefully, knock on wood, of this sickness that I have going on with me right now. Now, last week, I apologize. There were there was maybe two or three episodes of Locked On Broncos last week, and then I was hit with with the worst strep throat flu combination that you could ever imagine. I could hardly talk. I couldn't talk without it hurting. I couldn't even keep, I couldn't even drink chicken broth without it hurting. And it was it was difficult. It was very hard and very painful. So uh, I had a lot of support over at the Locked On Broncos Twitter account from all you listeners that listen to the show and were wondering what was up. I made sure to leave an announcement out there on a place where I could let you guys know what was going on with me. So I appreciate the patience. I appreciate the love, the support, the well wishes that all the great listeners of Locked on Broncos introduced as well. So very excited about that. Uh, obviously got some big news going on for you know tonight's show. We're going to cover the entire recap of the Denver Broncos 21-0 defeat shutout on the road against the Los Angeles Chargers and uh, yesterday was a very hard day in Broncos country. It was a very, very difficult day. We'll dive into the whole analysis here in just a few moments, but uh, good to be back. Obviously you have some questions. What are the Denver Broncos doing? What what can they do now? Obviously do we make a move at quarterback? You know, Trevor Simeon struggle. The offensive line struggled no tackles Alan Barber had to play had to play out of position from guard to tackle it didn't do too well for him he struggled and, and I can't really hang my head on Alan Barber's performance because you know be honest with you playing out of position when you're used to playing at the guard spot having to bump over the tackle against a guy like Joey Bosa Melvin Ingram it's tough it's very tough and and that puts a lot of pressure on a guy especially who's a 30 a 30 year old guy guy's been in the NFL for quite some time um I think Alan Barber's best position is obviously at guard so we're going to cover that and much more here in a little bit here on Locked On Broncos. You can still hear my voice a little bit, a little raspy, but uh, not to mention we got the full game recap, Broncos-Chargers game. Uh, looked ahead to the Monday Night Football matchup between Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos on the road in Kansas City. Tomorrow we have our crossover show with Ryan Tracy over there at Locked On Chiefs. Have him here on Locked On Broncos. We're going to talk about the matchup, talk about the Broncos, talk about the Chiefs and, and how this game may look. Right now on paper, it may not look so good. So we're going to dive into some deep analysis here tonight on Locked On Broncos. This is your host, Cody Work. Locked On Broncos starts right now. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily podcast on the Denver Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Broncos. Now, real quick, before we dive into the analysis of the Broncos' 21-0 defeat last night against the Los Angeles Chargers, we're going to talk about a big, big announcement that I wanted to announce here on Locked On Broncos. If you haven't already saw on Facebook, across the internet spheres as well, if you didn't if you didn't quite hear, uh, the Locked On Podcast Network announced a long-term strategic partnership with FanRag Sports. Now, FanRag Sports is a sports media company that has the ability for major writers, obviously content producers, 
podcasters all across the globe to talk about their favorite teams. So kind of, it's kind of like the uh, written version of what we do with Locked On Broncos. You have daily writing content over there. Locked On Broncos, the official website, is now up and running over at LockedOnBroncos.com. Brought to you by FanRag Sports and the Locked On Podcast Network. Head over there now. Check it out. Tell us what you think about it. If you like it, I, li- I love the interface. It, it looks very smooth, especially with the Denver Broncos. I like the color schemes. I like the site content. I like the availability, the feel of it. You can get article content over there. And if you're interested in potentially writing for Locked On Broncos, send me an email. And then I'll, connect, I'll get you connected with the guys. Uh, we can set you through. If you want to write for Locked On Broncos, keep that in mind. Uh, we'll get that set up and, and going for you. But obviously, there's a process, a resume, everything like that. We have to filter in everybody. So that is a potential possibility uh, as well for Locked On Broncos and the partnership that we have created with FanRag Sports over there. David Locke, major props to David Locke, the founder of the Locked On Podcast Network for setting this up. And obviously, to all the good folks over at FanRag Sports for making this possible. This is a great element combining the daily element of podcast and sports-based coverage in writing and in audio and radio. Two of the most major things and why people pay attention to sports these days is through the internet and obviously through sports podcasts like you get with your daily content over at Lockdown Broncos. Now, you can catch the episodes of Lockdown Broncos on your phone, iTunes. Go ahead and subscribe over there as well as keep up to date over at LockdownBroncos.com. Daily content. All the shows will go up on there as well. So if you miss it, you can't access it right away. Head over to Lockdown Broncos. It'll be there right there for you. So let's dive in a little bit to uh, last night's or yesterday's very disappointing loss uh, to the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, that was a hard game. Very, very hard game to watch. Now, just from the very beginning of the game, the Denver Broncos received the opening kickoff. And, and ideally, my biggest concern is returners still filled the ball six to seven yards deep into the end zone and try to run it out. At this point, it's almost not guaranteed that you're even going to make it back to the 20-yard line, given the amount of time that guys have to come down to cover the football from the time you have to decide to field the, the kick, you know, six or seven yards deep into the end zone and then take it out. And then obviously you start on bad field position on the 15, 16-yard line, even the 20-yard line. Just take a knee and guess what? You start out on the 25-yard line. That is a great place to start. So I'm very thankful the NFL has that kickoff rule in place. However, we're just not following suit. The, you know, the, the kick returners have, have done this all year where they decide to field it out with six or seven yards taken. They can they can break it off. And, and the Broncos special teams unit this year has proven to be very inconsistent. Now, I don't know if that goes on Brock Olivo completely. I, I'm very excited by Brock Olivo. You know, he, his scheme, the way he talks about his scheme excites me. I think it can work. I just haven't seen it. None of us have seen it translate onto the field. And, and the special teams has been a big, big hindrance on the Denver Broncos outside of the offense. So between offense and special teams, uh, the Denver Broncos performance yesterday was just very, very disheartening. And, and you almost feel for the defense. Now, as a former player who played defense, didn't play offense, I, I got to admit, if I'm a Denver Broncos defensive player, I'm feeling a little hostile right now towards the offense because we're out here on the field. We're doing our job. We're doing our best, you know, to create turnovers or or to stop the opposing team's offense from scoring. But, you know, we get a we get a two-play break and then we're back out on the field. You know, defensively, that's frustrating. As a player, that gets very frustrating. And with guys who are passionate, who, you know, with the defense that the Broncos have, with the guys like Domata Peckle, Von Miller, Shaq Barrett, Akeem Tlaib, Chris Harris Jr., Darian Stewart, guys like this, Brandon Marshall. When you have guys like this, Derek Wolf obviously is a big guy. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. Uh, when you- 
when you have guys like this on your defense and the offense isn't producing, isn't doing anything to where it's taking the pressure off of you guys defensively, there, there, there is a little bit of animosity. And we remember last year, Russell Lacoon going to keep Tlaib gone to a shouting match because the offense continued to struggle. Now, I don't know what's worse. I don't know if the offense has completely regressed or, or if Gary Kubiak came back and started, you know, calling plays. The run game is non-existent. Ever since the Dallas Cowboys game, the run game has been non-existent completely for the Denver Broncos, and that's been a big hindrance in terms of them progressing and moving forward. Now, let's take a look at the box score here. The, the team stats overall, you know, the Denver Broncos defense, I thought, did a phenomenal job. Now, however, like I said, the difference is turnovers, okay? The Denver Broncos passed for 182 yards compared to Phillip Rivers passing for 162 yards. Uh, rushing yards, 69 yards compared to 80 yards for the Los Angeles Chargers. Broncos one time of possession with 31 minutes and 4 seconds compared to 28 minutes, 56 seconds to Los Angeles. The difference here, three turnovers lost versus zero turnovers for the Los Angeles Chargers. And obviously, they converted 25% on third down compared to Denver's one. Now, go to, go to the stat page. Trevor Simeon struggled. Trevor Simeon went 25 or 35, 207 total yards and an interception uh, on a fourth down play. And it was one of the worst interceptions I've ever seen in my life. It was almost as bad. Actually, it was worse. It was almost worse than Jake Plummer or Kyle Orton deciding to switch left-handed and try to throw it and then it ended up getting picked. Trevor Simeon just threw it right to the defender. Now, I don't know exactly what the play was. I have to go back and watch film again, but it's been a short week. You're going to have a short turnaround. Uh, you got the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday Night Football. You got to prepare. You got to get back on track. And, and I can tell you the mood in the locker room, I mean, even Chris Harris even said it. Things aren't good right now. The mood in the locker room is not that good because we are losing to teams we're better than. We're losing to teams that we should be beating. Chris Harris Jr. is frustrated and rightfully so. He has a, a valid reason to be frustrated, as is Broncos country. Now, I scanned Twitter yesterday during the game. We talked with a lot of fans. Their frustration, alongside with mine, was that the offense isn't moving the ball. The offense could, couldn't even get across midfield, let alone they only did it three times in the entire game. They just couldn't do it. They had a holding penalty. They gave up sacks. Trevor Simeon held on the ball too long. There were some bad throws. It was just an accumulation of a lot of different things. And, and overall, when I look back at the game offensively, it doesn't help when you start off your first drive. You know, Trevor Simeon got very lucky. Threw this uh, Hail Mary of a prayer throw to A.J. Derby, who happened to, you know, get off of the coverage of his defender. His defender slipped. He caught it, and then he goes to run the ball, and then he fumbles. He fumbles the ball, and the, and the Chargers get the ball after the first play or the second play of, of scrimmage. You, you turn the ball over to Los Angeles Chargers. They go down the field, and the defense has a tremendous goal line stand. And the offense can't move the ball again. And then you punt the ball to a guy like Travis Benjamin. And the kick coverage wasn't that great. It was a great punt by Riley Dixon. He got a lot of flack from it from Coach Joseph in his postgame comments. He said it was a bad punt. I don't think it was a bad punt. I just thought the kick coverage didn't get down there. I thought overall the execution wasn't that great. So not the dog on Riley Dixon. I just don't think it was completely Riley Dixon's fault. He's the punter. He's supposed to punt it downfield to give the Denver Broncos defense some good field position. Now the coverage team's got to do its part and get down there. I, I just saw a lot of laziness getting down the field by the kick coverage team. And so obviously Riley Dixon got the brunt of it. Brock Olive was probably getting, you know, the brunt of it as well. Special teams just hasn't played that well for the Denver Broncos at all, you know, on the on the kicking side or the return side. They just haven't got it done. And then so as I open up the show, the returners actually kept returning the ball out of the end zone rather than just taking a knee and starting the ball on the 25-yard line. Instead, the offense can't get the ball moving anyway. So we start out on the 14-yard line, the 16-yard line, and then we give up a sack to Joey Bosa. We give up a penalty, a false start, a holding call, or legal hands to the face. It bags us up even further. 
further. It just makes things absolutely difficult for the Denver Broncos offense. Now, the Denver Broncos offense has done a disappearing act, and I don't want to go. I don't want to jump on the airwaves and be negative because I'm sure across sports radio in Denver, I'm sure across other podcasts, you know, there's been a lot of negativity. A lot of the sky is falling. Well, in my opinion, okay, I don't want to incite fear, but right now the sky is falling. In my opinion, the Broncos at three and three after starting off the way they did, looking the way they did against the Chargers Week One, the Cowboys Week Two, and just seeing the just the plummet to earth and just kind of figuring out what's going on lately with Denver Broncos lately has been very concerning. And obviously, right now I feel like the sky is falling because you lose a game on the road against the Chargers, who who you know they're I think they're a decent football team. They're a lot better than they were Week One, and they've won games now, so that's a big key. You lose to the Giants, who are previously 0-5 now, especially coming off two weeks, coming off a bye week where you had time to pair. That's my frustration. Just the lack of, it just seems the lack of enthusiasm to be out on the field. Now, Denver Broncos defense comes out on the field and they do everything that they can within their power. Now, when you're on the when you're on the field as a defense late and you're on the field more than 50 plays, 60 plays a game, you know, the chances of you really having a lot of success in the long term, it's not that great, you know, because you can't get pressure on the quarterback. Your DBs get tired in coverage. You have coverage breakdowns here and there. You have run you know, run lapses uh, where you over pursue or you don't hit the right gap filling as an inside backer. You don't maintain gap integrity or outside contain from the defensive end or outside backer spot. You know, you have little breakdowns here and there. It's because you're fatigued. It's because you're tired. It's because you've been on the field for too long. The Denver Broncos defense can't be on the field for too long. That is my frustration as a former defensive player, as a defensive coach in high school, as a cornerbacks coach and an assistant defensive coordinator. I, I know that the pressure gets put on the defense a lot when you have to be on the field a long time. It's not very fair. It's not fair to the defense who, who you know, who are, is doing a very good job. You know, it could have been worse. You know, if the Denver Broncos offense couldn't move the ball the way they did yesterday and uh, or lack thereof, or the Denver Broncos defense, let's say the Denver Broncos defense wasn't as good as they are. This could have easily been a 37-0 game, a 47-0 game. It could have been a complete blowout loss, and it could have been more embarrassing. Now, the last two weeks for the Denver Broncos and Broncos country, on Twitter, you guys have expressed you're upset, you know, you're upset, and, and rightfully so. This is not Denver Broncos. Broncos football. This is not the Denver Broncos football we are accustomed to seeing week in and week out, kicking and screaming, competing for championships. There was no kicking and screaming. I'm eager to hear how John Elway feels, to be honest with you. It's been absolutely difficult these last two weeks as a Broncos fan to be able to come on here and talk Broncos without being a little frustrated because not only are the players frustrated, not only are us fans frustrated, but football right now is very frustrating for a lot of us. And and so now we're resorting to getting into debates on Twitter about the quarterback position. That's a whole nother animal, okay? The Denver Broncos simply just got outperformed yesterday by the Los Angeles Chargers, okay? C.J. Anderson had 10 carries for only 44 yards. His longest run of the day was 11 yards. A.J. Derby had a rough day, six catches, 66 yards, uh, and, and a key fumble. And the Denver Broncos offense couldn't get going. Now, there was a call on Demarius Thomas, offensive P.I. On, on a huge catch and run. Uh, they, they just called it back, offensive P.I., and that was a, a huge momentum killer. That was when it was 14-0 to at one point, and the Denver Broncos could have broken some momentum up. So, once again, the Denver Broncos only carried the ball for a total of, let's see here, 14, 16, 18, 19 times. 19 carries between C.J. Anderson, Trevor Simeon, Devontae Booker, Andy Yanovich. Jamal Charles only got four carries in this game, uh, and obviously you lose. You lose 21-0. to The inability to run the ball has become a concern, and at the same time, the offensive line has struggled. And the reason I think the line has struggled because they, they're they injured. Obviously, they're beat and banged up, and they're a little inexperienced. You have Max Garcia playing at guard, and he's just not having a good year. I think Alan Barber is a better option for the Denver Broncos at guard, but he had to play right tackle because the Denver Broncos' options at right tackle are out. Man League Watson out with a calf injury. You have uh, Billy Turner out with a broken hand. You, you just don't have guys at the right tackle spot, which primes me to think that, you know what, maybe John Elway 
is on the phone right now. Maybe he's working for a trade to get a right tackle because the Denver Broncos are hurting in two areas, right tackle and quarterback right now. Trevor Simeon, you know, when I, when I go back, Trevor Simeon sometimes holds on to the ball a little too long and he forces himself into sacks and situations rather than trusting his read. He's had, he's had some, he had several shaky throws. He had a very rough game and the plummet ever since the Dallas Cowboys game for Trevor Simeon has continued to, you know, rear its ugly face. It's been, it's been a downward spiral for Trevor Simeon. Now at the same time, like I said, I don't think Brock Osweiler is the answer. I have no confidence right now in Brock Osweiler being able to come in and, and, and run this offense. Now I'm not too happy. You know, I don't think the play calling has been that great either, but then again, I look at this situation when you find yourself down two scores, you can't run the ball. You can't try to run the ball, you know, early on in a game, especially if you find yourself down early, you got to try to get something going, but you have to establish some balance. Teams are now daring the Denver Broncos to throw the football. They are daring Trevor Simeon to throw the football and, and they're waiting for it. It's almost like a huge sign of disrespect saying, throw the ball, Trevor, we want you to throw the ball because guess what? We're going to get to you with a pass rush and we're going to be in position to where you throw it towards the sideline. We're going to pick it. Corners are sitting. Teams against the Denver Broncos are starting to play a too high, a, a, a cover two shell, two safeties over the top, two corners underneath, either playing a cover two or a cover two man under and they're blitzing the edge. They're running smoke blitzes. They're running mic blitzes. They're running twists with the tackle. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. They're doing a lot of different stuff to cause pressure on the quarterback, as well as playing aggressive underneath in order for the Denver Broncos to be able to have success. And teams offensively against the Denver Broncos DBs are running nothing but short pick routes. I'm talking two-yard pick routes where they're standing in front of Chris Harris Jr. or they're standing in front of Aqib Tlaib and they're crossing. And it makes it almost impossible for Chris Harris Jr. or Aqib Tlaib to be able to cover the outside guy because they're picking Chris Harris Jr. and Aqib Tlaib. It's it's absolutely frustrating as a cornerback. It's one of my biggest frustrations is when somebody's coming and they're picking you. Now, I, I just don't know what the Denver Broncos can do right now besides regroup defensively. They have to play better offensively. If the Denver Broncos offense can't come out and move the ball and, and take the take the pressure off the Denver Broncos defense, this is going to be a very long season. Uh, and I'm very worried. I'm very worried, especially with you coming on the road against a very, very good Kansas City Chiefs team who's coming off a, a very hard loss to Oakland Raiders on the last second, 31-30 to on Thursday night football. They're angry, they're pissed off, and they're coming. They're coming, and this is a huge divisional game on the road, and let's, let's not forget the last time the Denver Broncos were on the road against the Chiefs, it got ugly, and it got ugly very, very fast. Now, the offense cannot play the way they played the last two weeks. If they play this way, it's going to be a blowout because the Denver Broncos defense can't stay on the field for over 80 plays against the Kansas City Chiefs offense that has a lot of the weapons that they do, especially at tight end. They're going to look to see how, obviously, the New York Giants and the Los Angeles Chargers had success against the Broncos defense by utilizing quicker tight ends. They're going to get Travis Kelsey involved. They're going to do a lot of different things. Then you got to go on the road and play the Philadelphia Eagles the next week for an early game in Philadelphia. That's going to be tough. Denver Broncos schedule right now gets a lot tougher going forward. So that's the thing that is very frustrating and, and hard to wrap my head around is just with how the Broncos have played the last two weeks and looking at the schedule, looking on paper, it's hard to imagine that Denver Broncos are going to have success here if the offense plays the way they play. So tweet me your questions, tweet me your comments, your concerns, Broncos offense. What should they do? What should John Elway and the Denver Broncos do regarding the offensive side of the ball? Tweet us at Lockdown Broncos as well. So before we get on and finalize and talk about tomorrow's episode here on Lockdown Broncos, I want to tell you about mybookie.ag. My 
MyBookie.ag is one of the premier sports books out there for when it comes to sports betting. It's like having Las Vegas in your pocket and you get the luxury for it by going to MyBookie.ag and when you sign up today, enter promo code Locked On, and you'll receive up to 100% deposit bonus today. If you enter $50, guess what? MyBookie.ag will match $50 of their own and you start off with $100 to potentially expand your winnings, expand your $100, turn your $100 into $1,200, turn your $1,200 into $3,000. The opportunities are endless through MyBookie.ag and the reason I trust MyBookie.ag is because they pay out quickly. They pay out within 48 hours of your winnings. No more waiting a week and a half, two weeks for a FanDuel, DraftKings, and and those elements, or the guy across the street who tends to avoid you every time you step outside. He owes you money on a bet from the sports game. He hasn't done it yet. He avoids you. Uh, Or the guy that avoids your calls doesn't answer you back after he makes a bet. You don't have to deal with that, okay? The money gets sent directly to you within 48 hours. MyBookie.ag, one of the premier sports books out there. Love them. Uh, One of the most trusted outlets in terms of fantasy sports that I personally use, and I wouldn't vouch for it unless it worked for me. So head over to MyBookie.ag right now. Enter promo code LOCKEDON. Receive up to a 100% deposit bonus today for Locked On Broncos, part of the Locked On Podcast Network over there at MyBookie.ag. So, like I said at the beginning of the show, we're going to have Ryan Tracy. We're going to have our Locked On Broncos, Locked On Chiefs crossover show. First crossover within the AFC West uh, chain for the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, the first matchup we've had. We were there with John Gennaro over there at Locked On Chargers for week one. Uh, Didn't get to that last week. Obviously, I was deathly ill, but we're going to have Locked On Raiders coming up eventually. And obviously, my man Ryan Tracy over there at Locked On Chiefs. Head on over there to get some inside intel for what the Kansas City Chiefs are preparing for for the Denver Broncos. Obviously, we're going to talk about it here tomorrow. Ryan Tracy, Cody Rourke, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Chiefs, crossover discussion show, talking about the matchup on Monday Night Football and and what's going on with the Chiefs, what's going on with the Broncos. You're going to hear some insight from the Chiefs experts over there as well as hear your usual analysis and game preview and what the opponent thinks of the Denver Broncos. That's going to be a very, very exciting element that I'm looking forward to presenting to all of you here over at the Locked On Podcast Network, part of Locked On Broncos. Like I said, head over to FanRag Sports, uh, LockdownBroncos.com, partnered by FanRag Sports and the Lockdown Podcast Network, bringing you all the daily content over there regarding the Denver Broncos and your favorite NFL teams, whether it be the Raiders, Chiefs, Chargers, Steelers, whoever it may be. Hopefully, Lockdown Broncos, because you're listening to us right now. So head on over to LockdownBroncos.com. Follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL at Lockdown Broncos. I'm feeling better. We're going to get this baby rolling this week here on Lockdown Broncos. Twitter Tuesday, we'll have that on Thursday. We'll have Twitter Thursday over here at Lockdown Broncos. And then I'm on the road Friday out of town for Broomfield. But we're going to have our Fan Friday, obviously, episode this week to be announced. You'll hear it on Friday, 7 o'clock p.m. Uh, Mountain Time here over at Lockdown Broncos, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Tonight's episode was brought to you by MyBookie.ag, the best premier sports book out there for sports fans who love to bet money on sports. This is your host, Cody Rourke, saying good night and go Broncos. Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17